0: Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's it's wisdom. The mind of a servant leader, and MIND is an acronym, okay? It's M-I-N-D. These letters stand for something, and I'll tell you what they are shortly, okay? But it's the mind of a servant leader. So we've discussed previously the disciplines of a servant leader. Those disciplines are the disciplines of a teacher, a soldier, an athlete, a farmer, a worker, and a vessel. We've gone into great details about them and how those disciplines are important to the lives of a servant leader. Right. Well, we also talked about identifying the qualities or character traits that are born through those disciplines, right? As those disciplines are developed in us, there are qualities that are formed in us. And those four qualities are the quality of pursuit, the quality of fight, the quality of laying hold, and the quality of keeping so as we get into today's topic, the mind of a servant leader, it was important for us to review and understand because as disciplines are formed, we find qualities that are being developed in us. And finally, the end goal is the transforming of our mind. Our mind is being transformed as we develop these disciplines and as those qualities that are given birth as a result of the disciplines in our lives as servant leaders. So I also, before I go in and reveal to you what the acronym is, I want to read some of our background scriptures just to bring you up to speed today, okay? So quickly, I'm going to read 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 through 12. It says, But as for you, O man of God, flee from all these things. Aim at and pursue righteousness, right standing with God and true goodness. Sorry." Godliness, which is the loving fear of God, and being Christ-like. Faith, love, steadfastness, which is patience, and gentleness of heart. Fight the good fight of the faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned, and for which you confessed the good confession of faith before many witnesses. Now I want to read 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 15. It says, study and be eager to do your uttermost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing or rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. And I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 22 through 25. It says, Shun youthful lusts and flee from them, and aim at and pursue righteousness, all that is virtuous and good, right living, conformity to the will of God in thought, word, and deed, and aim at and pursue faith. Love and peace, harmony and concord with others, in fellowship with all Christians who call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. But refuse, shut your mind against, have nothing to do with, trifling, ill-informed, unedifying, stupid controversies over ignorant questionings. For you know that they foster strife and breed quarrels. And the servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome, fighting and contending. Instead, he must be kindly to everyone and mild-tempered, preserving the bond of peace. He must be a skilled and suitable teacher, patient and forbearing, and willing to suffer wrong. He must correct his opponents with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, that they will perceive and recognize and become accurately acquainted with and acknowledge it. So, hopefully you'll go back and study those more for yourself, but I wanted to make sure we got those into our hearing. So that as I go in to reveal to you the mind of a servant leader, you can pull from these scriptures to see where I'm going, all right? So the mind. The mind of a servant leader, as I said, is an acronym that stands for our motives, our intention, what we nurture, and the decisions we make. This is important because as the qualities are perfected, how do we identify? How do they show up in our daily lives? Right? How do those qualities of being a fighter, of what we pursue, of laying hold and keeping, show up in our lives? Well, They show up through our motives. They show up through our intentions. They show up through what we nurture, and they show up in the decisions that we make. So our motives in line with what we pursue. The thing you pursue typically is what's going to be the fuel for what motivates you. If your whatever your aim is, whatever your uh, move towards, has to be or always is alignment with the thing that you are actually pursuing. Oftentimes, what we pursue is not spoken out of our mouths, but we do talk about our motives, right? If you've ever experienced, for some leaders on the call, you go to business meetings or somewhere in the marketplace, some people have asked you that question of your why. What are you motivated by? But the real deep issue is what are you pursuing? Because when you're clear about the thing that you're pursuing, your motives are all going to be clear. So if we're a servant leader and we're being conformed to the will of God in our thoughts and our minds and in our deeds, we should be seeking and pursuing that, the will of God, right? Not our own desires, not what we want. The more and more these disciplines and qualities are formed and perfected in us, our will takes a back seat. The will of God is put on the throne of our hearts. So as a servant leader, in all that we do, we're pursuing and seeking God. We're seeking his glory through what we're doing, through how we're serving. Then our intentions. What we intend on, seeing come forth. What's the true intention behind the thing that you're fighting for, right? When you fight, you have an intent. Now, I'm clear on this somewhere. Then we got down to a couple of these scriptures here that I just read in 24 and 25. I'm still being worked on, right? Because quarrelsome, I won't consider myself quarrelsome, but I will confront. And so I'm working on how to make sure that in my confrontation, I'm still focusing on what God has for it. Because if it's coming into my experience, it's not about me. It's not me getting what I want out of it. What is the reason for it? What lesson am I to learn? What am I supposed to support this person in doing? Because as a servant leader, it said in 25, our goal is to correct our opponents with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will have an opportunity to repent and come to know the truth. Because see, as his vessels, All all we are are the things that God works through, and his purpose is not changing. It has not changed. His desire is to see everyone saved, and they have to come into knowing the truth for themselves in order for that to be done, because we're free will beings. So anything that he's doing through me, he's working through me in guiding people to him. And so if I'm so quick to cut people off or to have my own intention behind the interaction, I miss God's will, right? So when we're fighting, we have to know, are we looking for our vengeance or are we trusting God to vindicate vindicate us? And then we're still focused on being the vessel that God has called us to be. Then when we look at what we nurture or what we lay hold to, right? The thing that we're constantly feeding in us. What are you feeding? Are you feeding your faith or are you feeding your fears? Because even in in feeding your own desires, that's your fear. Because as humans, our desires is to be certain, to have security, to feel safe in a fallen world. And so we're always nurturing our own selfish desires when we're trying to stay safe and stay comfortable. But God says, are you willing to nurture your faith? As a servant leader, our faith is the thing that we lay hold to. That is what holds us in place. It's what gives us the assurance and the confidence and the ability to go out and serve others before we serve ourselves. It's the thing that allows us to continue to do the thing that God has called us to do, even in the midst of chaos. So what are you nurturing? Right. When we talk about laying hold to something, you have to go back. What are you nurturing? What you nurture is what you're laying hold to. So if you're constantly feeding your own desires, then that's what you're laying hold to, and you're not going to see the, the, the full manifestation of what God's blessings can be in your life because you're not living by faith as we're called to do. And finally, in our decisions, what do we keep? What are we keeping in our experiences? What are we keeping as a part of our lives? What are we keeping as a part of the things that we know we need to do? Uh, Yesterday in our um, networking mixer, Coach Dream was teaching on you know, clutter and the things about that, and she had a great definition about unloved items, right, that stuck with us. Today. And I may be chopping it up, but y'all will get the summary, or y'all need to come and email us at hello at com so you can talk to Coach Dream about getting a copy of the audio in her book. But anyway, back to what I was saying, the unloved items. So when we make decisions about things, We have to be firm in those decisions. What are we keeping as a part of our lives and our experience? What people are we keeping around? What type of things are we keeping in our belief systems? Because if we're being conformed to God's will, God's going to challenge everything. This stuff happens internally. Can't nobody see it when you're talking to yourself? But there's a conversation and a battle that's going on because you have your human nature and you have your spirit man, right? And they're always going to be in conflict. So there are conversations about things that you're deciding to do. What are you keeping? What are you keeping as your intentions? What are you keeping as your motive. What are you keeping as the things that you feed upon? You have to be willing to make decisions, and you have to be willing, as the scripture tells us, to simply refuse and shut your mind against certain things that are not in alignment with God's will that's not feeding your faith, that's not serving the the right intentions, and they're not feeding you with the right motives. You have to make that decision because you're a free will be. It won't be done for you. It won't be done on your behalf. But as a servant leader, it will serve your mind if you are able to make the right decisions that help every other thing in your life line up according with God's will. So in closing, I did want to share one more scripture that I wanted us to help close us out to understand this whole part about the mind. So when we look at It's Hebrews chapter 10, and I'm going to read verses 22 through 25 in closing. It says, Let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, and sincere hearts, in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction, engendered by faith, by that leaning of the entire human personality on God, in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty or evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water so let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it for he who promised is reliable he's sure and faithful to his word and let us consider And give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may stir up, stimulate, and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another, and all the more faithfully. As you see the day approaching. So, I hope today's wisdom has inspired you, encouraged you, challenged you, equipped you to go about your day with intention and authenticity, ensuring that as a servant leader, you are in alignment with God's will for your life. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC co working community